0: It's Toronto's Podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. I'm Celine Williams, an international speaker and business strategist, and I'd like to welcome you to Toronto's Podcast. We are part of the Canada's Podcast Network, your source for great insights for entrepreneurs from across Canada. Today, I'm with Tracy Bissett from Bissett Financial Fitness. Tracy's on a mission to redefine the economic future of the world by addressing financial literacy of young adults and entrepreneurs. She does this through her weekly podcast, Young Money, the advice show for millionaires in the making, teaching and delivery of financial courses, coaching, and consulting. A native of Nova Scotia, she holds a BCom MBA and is a CFA charter holder. She loves her golden retriever, Rosie, who I've met and is amazing roller coasters, and music, especially live concerts. Tracy, I'm really excited to have you on the show today. Thanks
1: for being here. Thanks, Celine. It's my pleasure.
0: This is always fun when I get to interview someone who I've been on your podcast, and I get to turn the tables a little bit, so I'm excited about this. Yeah, it should be fun. So tell our listeners a little bit about um, what you do and what kind of got you into the world of entrepreneurship, because quite often, especially people with some of the formal education that you have, they, they don't step into this world. They really go the route of consulting or working in big companies. So I'm really curious what made you decide to go a totally different route.
1: Absolutely. And so I'll start when I was a kid. No, I will go quickly. No, take Um, your time. When when I was a kid, I realized I loved money and I wanted to do things with money and um, we had everything we needed in my family. My dad had a good job. My mom stayed at home. And, um, lots of times when I would ask for money to go to the store, um, to buy some candy or chips or whatever it might be, or when I got a little bit older, some books, the answer would be, no, we don't really have money for that right now. So I knew we had money for the things that we needed, but I also knew that if I wanted to go and get those extra things, I had to figure out a way to do it. Uh, so my friend and I, for quite a few years, like we came up with all kinds of different little businesses in our youth to make some money. Um, some days the goal might have been like 50 cents. Other days it might have been like five bucks. Um, but we would have little lessons for other children in the neighborhood and we would get their parents to pay us. So it was really babysitting for those parents, but we were, were doing things to make money. We'd have a lemonade stand, a yard sale. We even had a newspaper called Flashy News. We'd go around and interview people in our neighborhood and then get our dads to photocopy it at their office. And then we would go and sell it to the neighbors. And so I was doing that for a while. And then when I got a little bit older, I started having, um, I was about 14, 15, had a company looking after people's houses when they were away and their pets, the watering plants, taking in mail, uh, just doing kind of searches around to make sure everything was okay. Even subcontracted out to my brother to do the lawn mowing if they were away for quite some time. And so really got on um, that kind of path. I also was involved with Junior Achievement. So anybody who's listening, um, if your kids are in it or if you have a chance to be in it, certainly a great program and I learned how to sell. And so I really learned how to be uh, resilient to not take no for an answer and learned a lot about business. So it really got me on that path and I liked business. So, I mean, you've talked about my formal education. So I went on to business school and then I got recruited out of my MBA on campus to go start working at TD Bank. So I did go the corporate journey and I had a long successful career with them. Uh, for 16 years in the areas of commercial lending. So I was working with entrepreneurs and helping them get access to financing. And then I spent quite a few years um, in risk management approving loans for those companies. And so I felt I was a bit far away from the entrepreneurs at that point. So still fun and enjoyable, not necessarily as fun as it was when I was dealing with them directly. And then there came a time TD was doing a lot of restructuring. And unfortunately, my job was one of them. And um, I say unfortunately, but probably it was fortunately uh, for me, I took some time after that I had a really uh, fair severance when I left with them. And I took a lot of time to figure out what is it that I'd like to do. Uh, throughout the course of my time at TV, I'd been really active in helping youth, especially learn about money. And uh, financial literacy has always been a, a passion of mine. So I thought, how can I take all the things that I like together, entrepreneurship, um, young people? helping people understand money, making complex things um, simplified. And I thought I would give it a, a shot on my own. And so now I work with young adults, uh, primarily through the podcast, raising awareness and education around money and directly one-on-one and in group programs with entrepreneurs uh, to help them understand their finances in their business and be able to use those numbers to take control of the companies and, and move forward the way that they want to and really get the stress out of it, get the anxiety out of it. So I thought if I could, could do that, I have a lot of years to work. Uh, why not see if I can shape my own destiny going forward? I love that. I think that's, I mean, I think it's,
0: as an entrepreneur myself, obviously very
1: exciting for personal reasons,
0: but I think it's also very in- inspiring to people to hear that you can come from one path, change paths, you know, create your own destiny, focus on the things that you love and make it work, which is exactly what you've done.
1: Yeah, and it's absolutely. Um, I, I didn't think I could work more than I did at TD, but I certainly do. Um, but it's all all on things that I like, and um, I have a lot of former colleagues who are super supportive. I've got some who tune in regularly to my podcast to see if I can teach them anything new, and and then I get notes from them saying, you know, I didn't realize that was quite like that. So that that's good that you're explaining it to other people, and I learned some things too. So. Um, it's really great that you can go from something that's super structured where you're, especially in risk management, you operate very much in um, a, a strict framework. I mean, you certainly go outside of it at times, but that you can create something out of nothing and actually start being more creative. And I find the, the more I get into it, the more creative ideas that I have. I can,
0: I can totally imagine that. One of the things that I love about what you do, Tracy, is that there's so much stigma around the topic of money and people don't want to talk about it and there's shame associated with it and they don't know what to do and they don't want to ask for help and reveal that they don't know what's going on and you found a way to share this information and teach people and and show them the different opportunities or ideas or things that are out there while removing that stigma
1: absolutely it's um it's really emotional as soon as you're you're born you start having ideas and thoughts about money I've had a five year old tell me that money is evil when I was volunteering with the Girl Guide program. So, what's going on in her house? You just imagine there's probably crying, there's probably screaming, there's probably all kinds of things. She probably doesn't even really know what money is. And she feels that way. And that stays with you, good or bad, your whole life. And so, you're kind of wrestling with whatever's going on inside you as you go forward and you're trying to make decisions. So, Um, The more information you can get in a judgment-free way, um, the better off you're going to be.
0: Absolutely. The work that I do, which is not related to money specifically, but it's amazing how the the beliefs that we have about money end up driving our behavior later on, and often in ways that don't serve us. And people don't even necessarily know to link it to some of those thoughts that they have, as that five-year-old did, because they don't remember having that thought. And as an adult, it's still the thing driving them.
1: Yeah. Every time you get a bill in the mail, if you you probably have some kind of physical reaction and you probably don't even notice it. So um, for those who are listening, try observing ways that you're feeling. Not that you need to do anything about it in the moment, but just notice. Do you have any reactions? Um, so I'm going to ask
0: a, a related question. It might be related, might not be. I'm okay with this going either way. But <laughs> uh, so... What have you found to be the biggest challenges in creating this business, launching the different things that you're working on, having these conversations, whatever it is, but what have you found to be the the challenges that you've dealt with in this process?
1: Well, I came from an environment in the bank where I was an expert at a few things. And so I wasn't an expert at everything. But when you become an entrepreneur, you need to know a whole bunch of things. And so I very quickly had to learn that I can't know everything. Uh, You need to give that up. And then I had to seek out people who would be able to support me and help me. And I've been a little bit slow to, to grow my team. I'm still in the process of growing my team. And I think that's going to be a constant battle. Um, cause I am, I do keep my eyes on the numbers all the time, but you do have to make investments to, to get that growth. So being comfortable with not knowing everything was a hard one. Um, still struggling with that, but getting, getting there. Um, the other thing I would say too, is just having that, that belief in yourself that's so strong, uh, you have to, because you're doing it alone. And so lots of people would say, what are you doing? Why don't you just go get another executive job at a bank? Like it's, there's jobs available. Why are you doing this? And so you get faced with those kind of questions quite a bit. So it's important. Um, it was very important for me. And I I think it's important for anybody who's starting up to make sure that you have a a group of people that know what you're going through or in the same situation. And so there's times there's empathy, but there's other times like just get on with it, Tracy, you need to, to get doing what you're doing and not worry about all that other stuff. And so it's important to find those people. If you don't have them when you start your business, um, and I'm glad that I did that, and I reach out to those people regularly. It's not to say that my my friends still in corporate aren't my friends and don't have good advice for me at times, um but they don't know all the things that I'm going through.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a different experience being an entrepreneur versus being in corporate. It's a different, you're having different conversations. you're worried about different things. you're thinking about different things. You're excited about different things. Mm-hmm. So there is a, I think it's a really great point that you've made, which is, you know, basically, find a community, whatever that looks like, small or large, but find those people who are part of a community that speak your language and speak to where you're going,
1: not only where you've been for sure. And um, I work with a business coach, Eleanor Beaton, I have for a couple of years, and she really has some strengths that uh, I'm developing. like language is one of hers and messaging and around those aspects. Um, but she certainly challenges me regularly to be thinking, bigger, more forward. Because sometimes when you're tired, it's hard to have your bigger vision still top of mind. And so it's important to have somebody to keep you accountable. I also have a couple accountability partners that we check in regularly to make sure we're on track with the things that we committed to ourselves that we wanted to do. And so um, you certainly can do that with people you have in your community as well.
0: 100%. Um, So from challenges, what have been some of the you know, it sounds like some of these are your lessons, but are there any other lessons that you've learned through this process on this entrepreneur journey that stand out to you as things that you would tell yourself when you were starting this journey?
1: Uh, have faith. Absolutely. You got to be strong in your vision. I mean, if, if after a couple months he's, he give up. It's not really, that's not enough time to test it. I would also say too, um, when you try things, you, I would have the tendency to try to make it perfect before putting it out there. And I've certainly released a lot of that, but you have to try things and get it out there to see if people actually like it. Uh, Cause if they don't, then you can pivot it. But until you get it out there, you, you don't know if anybody likes it or anybody wants to buy it. Um, the other thing, and, and I knew this from my background, so I made sure I did this uh, right at the beginning, was to set up accounts, credit cards, credit in my company name. And that's one thing I, d- I don't think an entrepreneurs do enough. Um, they think they'll do it later, but it's, it's best to get that set up, even if it's based on your personal credit score right out of the gate, um, so that you have that separation and everything's really aligned the way it's supposed to be right at the beginning.
0: I think that's fabulous advice as someone who is in the process right now of of separating out like a credit <laughs> line for my business hilariously. This is the point that I'm doing it. So I love that you <laughs> said that because I'm like, yep, that would have been a good thing to do a number of years ago when I started my business. So I think that's really fantastic advice because those of us like me, and I'm not the only one who don't have a background in finance, who you know, I'm not a person who necessarily worries about money a ton, but I don't really think about it that much either. I didn't even think about doing that.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's not something most people are thinking about. And then they say, I often hear from clients that I work with, well, they're going to put base it on my personal credit score anyway. And I say, yes, until you get your business going, but it's important to get that credit opened in that business name, so then the the track record can start accumulating. And over time it can shift from what are you doing in your personal life and your personal credit score over to the business and what is it doing? Um, but you can't do that kind of with a magic wand.
0: Yeah, great advice for for and for people starting out. And actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask that question. Is there for entrepreneurs that are listening to this and that's most of our audience, is there any advice that you would strongly recommend them hear and take? whether they are starting a business or they've been in business a number of years that you find is sort of the things that people aren't thinking about or aren't realizing when you start to work with them. Because I know you work with people early on, but also well-established businesses quite often.
1: Mm-hmm. And so um, people generally have a couple different perspectives. They're coming at the, the finance part of their business from they're either totally ignoring it Or they've kind of offloaded it to somebody else and very few, um, kind of a million and under, I would say, are are really digging into the numbers. And so while it may not be fun, uh, most entrepreneurs start their business because they have excellent skill sets and are passionate about something that is not money related. Uh, There's not a lot of training necessarily on that side. Um, but explore that area, get to know your numbers. Oftentimes, once you learn what your numbers are, they're not as scary as the ones you're imagining in your head. And then actually start planning for when does money come in in my business? When does it go out? Um, Start getting comfortable with the flow of it, your needs, and start thinking about it from a positive angle. Because I will often hear entrepreneurs that I work with say, oh, I can't afford to hire that person, or I can't get this extra piece of equipment. And I say, well, how do you know let's look at the numbers let's see see how they shake out and oftentimes with a few little modifications in the business, sometimes it's increasing sales sometimes it's changing the, the makeup of the expenses, there is enough money to do that and so knowing the numbers is your only way to actually plan proactively and get ahead of things that might happen um, I'm sure people listening probably can relate to this some of you and, and celine I'm sure you've heard it too, but Oftentimes when there's this fear or this lack of knowledge around money, sometimes there's just this incessant transfer between company account, personal account, just to make the bills get paid on whatever day it happens. And there's this kind of fog and this heavy blanket almost that's, that's laying on the entrepreneur. So it um, makes it harder for them to do all the things that they do well because it's like they're always worried about the money. So if you can lift that fog, I think that then you can deal with facts, then you can move ahead and actually make a concrete plan. If you do need help, get help. Uh, I don't think that um, entrepreneurs need to necessarily do their own bookkeeping. They certainly should get an accountant. They should be responsible for what's happening from a financial standpoint, but they don't need to do all that data entry.
0: I love that. I think it's talking about lifting that sort of veil of secrecy around money. I think it's it's the number of people that I hear about who run really successful businesses who don't, they just don't look at the money at all. They don't know what's going on. They just and they never have, is astonishing. And I'm often grateful that uh, I started my first business when I was in my teens. And my father used to make me, this is a true story, (laughs) used to make me do my own taxes. He would then check it. My dad was a numbers guy. But I had to do them myself. And because of that, I have a, I never want to do them again. I want to be fully, fully clear on this. But I actually understand them better because I had the benefit of a parent who was an entrepreneur who thought it was important that at least I understood it. I didn't get them right very often, but I understood the process of going through that. And, you know, a a lot of people have never had anything like that. And they just don't even want to look at what's going on.
1: Absolutely. And so for anybody listening today, who's kind of in that boat, and they want to take your first step, um, the best advice I can give you is start having a weekly money meeting with yourself. Um, I've got a a great gift to offer to everybody who's listening. Um, if you go to bizmoneycoach.ca, you can download a money meeting agenda and maybe in the first meeting, you're just looking at the agenda, thinking about, okay, how might I approach this? The second week you're doing it now, maybe you're on agenda item number one. If you have a partner in the business, you're doing this together until it becomes a routine that money and the finances of the business have a regular place in your life, um, in your calendar, um, till it becomes second nature. And it may never be fun for you, but I can guarantee that it will bring um, clarity, focus. Um, you'll be able to be proactive in your actions and it's going to bring down anxiety and any, any stress that you have because you can actually deal with the real problems. So that's at bizmoneycoach.ca.
0: And thank you, Tracy, for that gift. That's amazing. And and for anyone listening, we will have a link to that in the show notes as well, so that you can, you know, click on it and go straight to the to the to the downloadable that Tracy has offered. So tell me, I'm going to go off topic a little bit. Um, (laughs) I'd love to know if you have any books that you're reading or that you highly recommend to listeners doesn't have to be about money. If there's anything that that sort of in your brain right now that you would like to share from a learning perspective?
1: Uh, One that I am reading now is uh, Atomic Habits. I think it's James Clear is the author and just how you can make small changes to your daily life to improve things over the, the whole of your life. And it's not making monumental changes, but small modifications every day, which can add up and so I know the power of routine and the power of habit. Um, sometimes in my life, I'm more disciplined than others. So I've been finding that um, interesting. Um, one other one that I've, I've found useful in my life at different parts of it is um, getting to yes with yourself. Um, so most people have probably heard of getting to yes, which is all around negotiation. Uh, but this is about, um, it starts with you and you can't get to yes with anybody else unless you've got that sorted out with you. So that's a really good one to check out too.
0: Awesome. Those are great recommendations. I have had so many people talk about atomic habits lately, that I think I'm just going to have to get the book and actually read it.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's been interviewed on a lot of podcasts as well. So if you want the Coles notes, you can probably um, listen for a half an hour somewhere.
0: No, duly noted. That's excellent to know. Um, what are you excited about right now? What are you working on? What's coming up for you? What's going on?
1: Well, I'm really excited for 2020. I've got a bunch of uh, great things coming. Um, as I've mentioned, I'm really passionate about helping people learn about money, and um, one way that you can change your financial future is certainly by going to post-secondary education. Um, so I've been had this idea in my mind, but this year I will be launching a scholarship fund from Visit Financial um, to support people in their in their pursuits, just so they can have a small piece of um, financial. Uh, source of money to help them fill in kind of those gaps. Not a huge amount, but certainly something that will help people um, get set up. That's one thing I'm excited about. I've got a 12-month money planner for young millionaires in the making coming out, which is really the first Canadian workbook around um, young adults and them being able to do things on a monthly basis to help them advance their financial knowledge. Uh, So that will be out in the spring. And then um, we were talking about it before we started recording, but certainly for my entrepreneur Group, I'll be launching a YouTube channel with lots of videos around common questions I get and really the just how do I do this? What does this mean? Um, so that people can get information on demand when they need it. So that will also be up uh, shortly.
0: The thing that I hear continuously in what you talk about Tracy and it's always resonated with me and it's why I was really excited to have you on today is that so much of what you do is really driven by opening up the conversation about money, taking the stigma out of these things and making it factual and easy to understand and easy for people to do the work that will have them be more successful. And I love that that is what I hear driving so much of what you do and consistently. I think it's phenomenal. Thank you. So where tell our listeners where they can find you online, where they can check you out, what they should go and see.
1: Absolutely. So best place if you want to connect with me is on LinkedIn. So send me a message. I'm very active there. So I definitely will. We'll write you back and we can start up a conversation. Love for you to check out the Young Money podcast, certainly everywhere that podcasts are available. There's a new show every Tuesday and it is uh, targeted at young adults. So 18 to 30 ish, but I have many parents and grandparents who listen. Uh, I also interview a lot of entrepreneurs on there to showcase another route for young people to make their lives of financial success. So I think there's probably something of interest for everybody there. Well, and I'm, you know, I've been on it, so I'm. You're there.
0: (laughs) Come listen to me being interviewed too, Tracy. Before we wrap this up, is there anything that you would like to say to the listeners or have them take away from this conversation? I mean, listen, there's tons of great stuff in here, but is there something that you specifically want to add or emphasize before we wrap this up?
1: For anybody listening who struggles with their finances, whether it's just a, a kind of a mental block around it, or you are in a, a difficult financial situation, whether you're thinking about your personal life or your your entrepreneurial situation, um, be kind to yourself. Um, everybody makes mistakes, so acknowledge them. Start moving forward. Get the help that you need. Um, if you are in a bad financial situation, certainly reach out to somebody who can help, like a licensed insolvency trustee, a credit counselor, um, and just take make today the first step that you're going to move forward and and make a change. It doesn't need to be a dramatic change, but um, you do have the power to change your, your future. So be kind to yourself, kind of let go of what's gone on before and um, take some forward action so that you can move forward on, on your journey to financial fitness.
0: For the record, I think be kind to yourself is great advice in many, many aspects of being an entrepreneur, just extra great when it comes to finances. So Thank you so much, Tracy. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. I hope you have a wonderful day and I know our listeners are going to get tons of value out of this. Thank you so much, Celine. It's been great. Thanks everyone for taking the time today to listen to Toronto's podcast on the Canada Podcast Network. If you enjoyed the podcast today, please make sure to write us a review on iTunes and share this episode with a friend. You can also check us out online at canadaspodcast.com where you can listen, discover and engage and learn more about what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.